It's the Ty and Matt Show with Matt and Ty. And we're doing it again. Like clockwork. Like clockwork. Oh my, it feels good to be back. It does. I always like rolling into a new podcast. It's like um, a, t- a way to uh, right the wrongs of the previous episodes. It's like a new slate. I like that. Yeah. It's like whatever happened in the last episode doesn't matter. It's what happens in this episode. And I think it's a good one. Oh, that's that's a beautiful way to look at it. And I'm really happy yeah. someone's looking at it like that because I am still... I'm still a little depressed on the last one with uh, with Phil Collins only because he, he kind of sounded like a like an alt-right Stephen Hawking the whole interview because it was like you couldn't really like I think it still worked. You could pretty much yeah. hear most of what he's saying, but it's like some words would just pop out a little bit more and it, he'd be it'd be just a really robotic like uh, pro-life or something. And it's that's uh, people or refrain from alcohol and. Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, I know. Yeah. I, we did our best. I, I thought it was a valiant effort on our part. He was very cool to us. Um, you know, being the professional podcasters that we are, I do think that we, you know, if he said something and we knew what he was saying, but maybe it wasn't clear uh, probably to the listeners, I think we did a good job of rehashing oh. what he said just to kind of make sure it was clear. Not to pat ourselves on the back. No, 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 Pat. No, 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 Pat. I had a way. I thought that was award-winning material right there. Just the yeah, because I, I too. my favorite was there was a stretch where I didn't hear. I think it was when we asked him what what his hobbies were, and there was mm-hmm. a stretch where I I did not understand a fucking word personally, and I'm just yeah. like trying to politely get you know like let him talk and get to the end and all that. And somehow it was uh it reminded me of, like King of the Hill that one character that just like mumbles the whole time yeah, and man, somehow man, you man, understood man. everything and I could see you just like rephrase it so well yeah. and I'm like thank fucking god for this guy this is why I need yeah. a co-host Dude well you know what that's why you should always podcast in pairs cuz fortunately in that instance while you heard nothing I managed to pick out the words genealogy oh. and stamp collecting and I was able to, <laughs> ride, to that, save ride that baby to the finish line That's right I, I, if we yeah. ever wrote a book on like podcast, like the Ty and Matt podcasting encyclopedia, or yeah. uh, I don't know, fucking God, I, my words aren't. I don't know what the word would be, but you know what I mean. It's a Ty and Matt book that tells you how to podcast. How to podcast? Yeah. Turn on mic, talk, talk. But one That's of the it. one 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 of the things would be like always podcast in pairs. Always. Always pod in pairs. Always. Oh, God. Yeah. Pod in pairs. What's another P? Perpetually pod in pairs. Perpetually pod in pairs if you're going to do it. Because you, you need, if you're going to teach people things like that, you need mnemonic devices. That, I don't know why. Like they, they say they work. I don't think they work that well, but I think people just like to have them in their back pocket. Like, guys, just remember if you're going to start your own show, remember the three P's. The three P's. And then like a, a slide comes up. Yep. And then we, we alternate podcast and pairs. They're like, but that's PPIP. And I'm like, well, no, the, the I is just a, an assistant in this whole thing. That what's important are the three P's. I'd love like a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross style, like podcasting lesson where it's like, Oh, you think you're man enough to podcast? You call mm-hmm. yourself a fucking man. Yeah. What are the, what are the three P's? And uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen that speech. That's a great one though. I haven't. Is, is, the, is that the Alec Baldwin, Jack- Glengarry, Glenn Ross speech? Yeah, no, I listen to it every time. 
I'm about to start this podcast. Just get, get fired up. Get fucking. Fu- I'm like, gonna run through a wall. There are so many holes in the wall behind my computer because of how fucking fired up I get. Yeah, you need to get pumped to do. I mean, I think we're doing our first lesson now, which is you know, get pumped per- perpetually podcast in Paris. But yeah, yeah, dude, get pumped. That's another P. Get yeah, uh, pump, pumped for pod. That's PFP. Pump, pump for Can, pod. You got to bring that energy, folks. I, I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear that we do every week. I'm exhausted. There's one thing we do: it's deliver energy for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm exhausted after every episode because I leave it all on the court for you people, and I wish you'd. Yep. I'd wish you'd appreciate it more. Yeah. You're, you're like, uh, you're like Michael Jordan. You know, you leave it on the court. I'm like Paul Pierce. I shit my pants and get taken off in a wheelchair, but then triumphantly come back with a fresh pair of shorts and finish the game. He did that, you know, let's set up a a tie and Matt conference. Uh, I'm down. Let's, you know, we can have Phil Collins as a guest speaker. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm already liking this. What a, what a crowd that would draw. (laughs) <laughs> the Ty and Matt audience plus Phil Collin bring the, the prohibition party to the mat like that. Like, I mean, it, it would be nuts. I uh, like that. That's what this we would, show needs to be. We would do just, it in Vegas. We would do it in Vegas. Oh yeah. We'd have our, our casino goggles. Yes, that's right. Yes. And masks <laughs> and, and everything. That's correct. We'd have our casino goggles and look, maybe during the day it's a little dry. You know, we're talking about podcasting, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're delivering the peas but at night, it's going to get fucking wild. We'll have some, you know, Diet Coke. Yeah. Maybe a lime squeezed in there. Yeah. Because hey, uh, Phil doesn't for, drink. Um, for some of the later sessions, you got to be over 18. Yeah. In fact, you probably have to be over 21 to even go to the casino. Let's be honest about that. But those late night sessions get a little blue. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? A little edgy. A little edgy. Hey, hey, what are you guys yeah. doing here? Yeah. I like that. Uh, can we uh, can we work on that? Do yeah. The second, the first time we have a listener that hails from Las Vegas, uh, uh, let's go. I, I still like. I think that would be a great stop on the inaugural Ty and Matt World Tour. Well, okay. So uh, what do we we have? Ty and Matt Conference. We got to set that up. I don't know if this yeah. election cycle we're going to have. Uh, it's a lot of paperwork, but we need to get the well, time map party up and going. Yeah, we, we missed several primaries already, so well, probably going to have to. Well, we're our own party, so we just have to get well, delegates. That's true. We need delegates. We really need delegates. Well, well, in the primaries, we make our own delegates, don't we? Um, I don't know how that works. See, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of question marks there. I don't think that's going to happen before November. No, no, no. We, I, maybe I, we can be, get Nick on that and... It, Get the intern, yeah. yeah. It'd be cool, like, to start a party and just have like one super cool delegate that's like, "I got you guys." Yeah, they're they're like, you know, I'm not going to matter in this election, yeah. so like, I'll just throw. He's like the cool stepdad, like, you. "Hey, if you want to drink at yeah. the house, you just know, you can. make sure it's here. Make sure you know it's what? here. No one drives. Okay, look, if you want to dig through the, the medicine cabinet, I'm not judging you, bud. Just keep it within yeah. the house. Just don't touch the Percocets. No perks. No perks. Oh. Huh? There are no perks to perks. Isn't that what dad always says? Yeah. So that's a, well, we already did. We did say perks. It's one of the P's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So time at conference, time at party. 
We need a third one because it's going to fucking irk me if we don't have like a third thing on the agenda. We have the time map. Did we call it the time map pride parade or just the time map parade? I don't I don't think we can we do the time at Pride Parade because that no. we might be we might be dipping in a you know a, a, another community there. Well you can have pride in anything. You could. Like we're proud of our podcast. <laughs> and and all like parades, by the way, parades, worst form of entertainment. I know. Um but but you know, people people still will stand there and watch. Like if, if you say, Hey, we're having a parade, people are gonna walk in lines yeah. and there's going to be some cars There'll driving on roads. There'll be a flow yeah. or two. Yeah. People will sit, you know, for hours in advance, hoping to get the best view of like, you know, a just okay high school marching band. We should get that set up. We, um, where, where do they do the uh, Macy's day parade? Is that uh it's Herald Her- square. Oh, Herald square. Yeah. I'm not sure the exact, if we can't afford Road. that, maybe we can kind of go, I don't know, 155th. I'm thinking we can't. We should we should find another like Herald Square, but it's in like, it's like, like some small town. Yeah. Yes. That'd be hilarious. You got like you pick a place where your presence, even if you're not that big of a deal, just the presence that, you know, there's an event coming to town would be enough to get like tons of publicity by 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 that standard like you'd be on the front page be like some podcast is having a parade in town like we don't understand why but you would get so much local news coverage it'd be unbelievable yeah because in a town like that they'd be fucking stoked dude i just want to have a chiron that says matt regal podcaster oh yeah well you can like how how sick would that be i mean you could just get like business cards that say that right now yeah but you know it's 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 one thing if you make it for yourself, but like when it's bestowed upon you, bestowed upon by you. like KRGZ and wherever the fuck Oklahoma, that just like makes you feel good. Well, okay, so we need we, we have that on the docket then. So yeah, long term, Nick, take notes. Uh, we we have time at party. We got to figure out the details for uh, twenty twenty four. I mean, we could yeah. go. We could start Congress. You know, we could start local twenty twenty two. Aim high. Okay, presidential twenty twenty four. If we make it to 2024, um, then we have Tyne Mac Conference. That's going to be yeah. big. Tyne, can we call it Tyne Mac Con? Tyne Mac Con, a Tyne Mac Con, uh, where you know if all else fails, we'll have Phil Collins there as a speaker. Yep. Maybe he can pull some strings for us in uh, Vegas. Um, and then we're gonna have to get the Tyne Mac Parade. Which uh, honestly, if we did it in New Orleans, it's a lot easier. Done. Oh yeah. Parades just occur there. Yeah, I, well, I'm, like, I, I'm pretty sure that's like a Hannibal Burris bit where it's like 500 bucks. You just have a fucking parade. Parade. <laughs> you you just need 500 bucks and like a couple hundred beads. A couple hundred beads. You just start throwing a free beads. hour. You know, ideally right. a free hour. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I think we have long term goals here. Oh, absolutely. We have some long term things. If anyone has any connections to those things and can like pull some strings please you know you know it's all about who you know well yeah and like i said we will do pretty much anything like if it's like hey be the keynote speakers at this you know commencement like we, yeah <laughs> I, I would i'll talk it. at your clo- your co- closet what the fuck God, i'll fuck talk at your closet seriously i'll talk at your closet sorry i know that was a slip of the tongue but seriously though uh yeah yeah, yeah, I'll talk in your closet. You all right? 
yeah, you know, I'm just I'm trying to take this serious. You know, I've been doing my red leather, yellow leather, you know, my, mm-hmm. my tongue exercises and just to yeah. fucking have that slip up. What is it? We're like <sighs> 10 minutes into this thing and I already fucking blow it. Yeah, you know, it's it's a shame. It's a shame we're not recording this and, you know, could like do another another take or edit it out or something. But, yeah, hold on, let's you see. know, let's it see. happens to the best. Let's do another take. Okay. Hold on. Let me just say it and then I'll put it in and I'll remember this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me do just that. Say do that. Uh, what I said, but it's supposed to be, yeah. Commencement. Commencement. Good job. See, seamless. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll fix that. Um, have you, have you seen this, uh, this pandemic thing? No. Oh boy. Oh boy. This is like the thing that's raging the internet now. Oh man. It's broken the internet. Like if you go on Reddit, it's all over the place. Uh, pandemic is a documentary uh, about, as you can imagine, a planned pandemic, uh, which mm. is COVID-19 for the sake of this documentary. Okay. Uh, and it's got, you know, this woman that I, I guess, you know, she was like a scientist, uh, Judy uh, Mekovitz, Mekovitz, uh, I don't yeah. know, whatever, you know, some fucked up okay. last name. And yeah, 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 Judy. Judy, we'll call her Judy. Um, and, you know, apparently she's like the world's, like, world-renowned scientist, even though the only, if you look it up, the only person that said that is like Robert Kennedy Jr., who's a lawyer and not even a scientist. Mm-hmm. But she's world renowned for something. And it's like 25 minutes and she's just going in. And it's like, you know, Fauci, Fauci's a fucking, you know, he's a, a guy. He's up to no good. And you got to keep an eye on him. And like, I like look, doctor on Dr. Shade like that. I, that is no doubt. entertaining. No doubt. Yeah. Doctor versus doctor is, you know, it could be something, you know, Hollywood could bake up, but I look, here's the thing. I'd like some of the points that are made fine, you know, but like the problem that I have with it is it's like, it's so you get through it and it's just so easily like debunked. Yeah. Which is kind of a problem. And apparently she's a big speaker at like anti-vaccine conferences. That's like her MO is anti-vaccine. So obviously this fucking yeah. pandemic is not, what she's about no uh the whole anti-vax I, I, there was a time where i was afraid that my doctor thought i was an anti-vaxxer because I, I was turned down <laughs> flu shots yeah every anytime every year i'd go in there and they'd be like do you want a flu shot and i'd, I'd be like no and i don't know like i don't know why i thought that because that's not really what the anti-vaxxer like it, i don't believe that if i'm gonna get the flu shot i'm gonna get autism no i like, just i probably I don't already have a shot well, it was just like I never really like I never get sick really. Like no. I, I I'll have days where I don't feel well, but I, I haven't had like a sustained illness. I I had a cold briefly in college. I got Dayquil, and that was the end of it. Um, Oof. so I just have a kick-ass immune system, and I like to just kind of let it ride. <laughs> so I like I, I kind of play with just let it ride, you know. And this year I got uh, luckily. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. I got talked into it this year because I was saying to the doctor, and he he was he was up front with me. I said, I said, listen, doc, I said, I'm a pretty healthy 24 year old fella. I said, do I need, do you think I need this shot? And you know what he told me? He said, hell yeah. He said, he did. He said, hell yeah. Now I got that shot. And I left. No, but he goes like every year with the flu shot, they just kind of guess what the flu is going to be like. Yeah. And and some years it works and some years doesn't. He probably gave you COVID-19. That's what Judy would say. 
Probably. Honestly, that's what she did. One of her claims on her website was like like around 2015, 2016, the, the flu vaccine then was COVID-19, uh, and they in- distributed it in Italy. And that's why Italy's getting torn apart. And then she's like, what activates it is like a face mask, and essentially you're just constantly breathing in the virus. This isn't Listen, in I'll- the doc. This is like on her website oh, her website okay as like i like a conspiracy theory as I, much as the next guy dude, i would love if this doc was trust me every ounce of me wants to fucking believe what she's saying yeah because it's like <laughs> look i would love it to be that simple and straightforward that's the thing about conspiracy theories is they make sense of things that or they attempt to make sense of things that don't necessarily make sense like people don't want to believe that some random guy shot the president of the united states in 1963 no that was a cia definitely that's what i'm saying people don't want to believe it so yeah exactly <laughs> you, you know what i mean like it doesn't seem like something that could really happen easily i look i think some conspiracies so people try to make up an excuse some conspiracies make sense and some of the points she brings up i i think there's some validity to it but like what they do which is like what michael moore does and a lot of these yeah. fucking you know political documentaries is they take a thing that has you know has truth to it there is some fact behind it but then they fucking just go off the deep end and it gets to yeah. a point where it's like so sensationalized like she talked about um you know they they arrested her they arrested her because they planted document like these documents on her so like i'm looking this up and and so you get to sciencemag.org this is an article back in 2011 and it talks about mm-hmm. it. it goes the arrest of judy mikovitz or whatever refers uh comes from a, a paper published in 2009 uh the claim to have found a link between xenotropic this is a lot of shit here so essentially mm-hmm. the nuts and bolts of it is that she gets fired because uh, it could not be replicated, the study she did that was like groundbreaking. No other lab, including her own, could replicate the results, which in science is no good. It, you no. Know, that's the whole basis of science is that you know, for a, a theory to become a fact, even just to be a theory, it has to be played out a few times. It has to be proved. Um, so she gets fired, she gets whacked, and then she takes some of her notes home. But technically the notes are owned by the company, so then they put a, they take them back. They threaten to arrest her and they put a restraining order on her. But if you watch the doc, it's like nope, it's planted and they fucking bust in with guns yeah. blazing and they like yeah, it's just a lot, dude. It's oh totally. That's the thing. Like, there's always for most of the conspiracies that are out there, the conspiracy theories. There's so much that has to happen that it's just like inconceivable that that's how how they well someone brought up a great point where it's like even if you want okay let's play ball so even if you want to say all right cdc compromise nih compromise let's say most public uh health departments compromise let's say that's the case Mm -hmm. what about the thousands upon thousands of other public and private institutions that are also doing research on COVID-19? Like how much, how much money does Monsanto have? Are you saying that they've just bought everyone off? Everyone's paid off. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it, that's just inconceivable how much money that would take. And a lot of the conspiracies that theories that are out there also require, you know, some of these institutions and governments and things like that to be, evil geniuses and complete morons at the same time. Yeah. Like, I don't get how that that can't really be the case. You need like complete stupidity on behalf of some. And like I said, evil genius levels of intelligence from others, sometimes in the same like spheres. 
just doesn't make sense to me. You know what is a great documentary that talks, so it, it's the, uh, I just blanked on the name. It's, I think it's called Beyond the Curve. It's about oh. flat earthers. It's on Netflix. Oh boy. Now, and what's great about it is it's not really, it's not trying to convince you that the world is flat. Instead, it's basically a documentary about people that think the world is flat and why do they think this and why are they so, you know, so committed to those beliefs. Um, and then you can kind of just expand upon that thing and use it as a way to look at conspiracy theories as a whole. It, it's really interesting. Look, I'm, um, I'm always game for a good conspiracy theory. You know, when someone oh yeah, me told too. me to check out Plandemic, I was all about it. And, you know, like I said, there is validity to some of it. Like, I, I yeah. know there's plenty of doctors that are, like, a little lost in what the fuck's going on with, like, the CDC recommendations. I understand COVID-19 deaths are fudged a little bit. You know, if you die, mm-hmm. you know, if you get in a car accident and you get dragged into the ER and, you know, let's say you just don't make it because it was too nasty of an accident – They'll just put it as COVID-19 because it's like, hey, you know, we just didn't have the resources to focus on you because of this. And it's like, yeah. okay, now these are indirect deaths and you, now you're inflating the numbers just a little bit. I mean, Just a cu- couple weeks ago, Pennsylvania changed 200 deaths that were originally attributed to COVID-19. They were taken out of the count. Like, it's, it's a weird situation. But yeah, what, what's called Plandemic, if you want to Plan- check it out. Plandemic. I love a good doc. I love a good documentary yeah i mean you can't get it on youtube the thing with youtube youtube's you know they're fucking ridiculous google just likes to just take anything down that they just can't agree with so it keeps getting taken down which just you know it adds fuel to the fire so now people are like look fucking google doesn't want the truth out there yeah and that doesn't help i mean fucking youtube should just leave it up but you can you can watch it i think it's like plandemicmovie.com you can watch it there well check it i might have to check it out like I said, I love a good doc. You know who else likes a good doc? Our guest this week. Oh, boy, does he like it. Yeah, we have uh, we have a great dude on. We have Travis Preston, who uh, he has produced uh, a couple, I believe a couple docs, but the, the one I got to work on with him was Race to Tokyo, which, uh, I mean, he describes it better, but I'm going to butcher it here. Uh, it's a doc about Jared Wallace, a Paralympic athlete that wants to make the world's fastest running blade, partnered with uh, this company, I believe, called Cyborg over in Tokyo, Japan. Really cool stuff. I, I, I did, he gave us a link, right? He ended up... Yeah, he did. Because like, we get through this we, whole we interview. We talked him into it. Yeah, we, we talked like 30 minutes about Race to Tokyo, and then he's like, yeah, now you can't watch it. And I'm like, really, dude? I think people want to watch it now. We're going to yeah, talk we, about we, it. We, we talked him into dropping the, uh, the plug. It's at the end. Uh, yeah, it was a good interview. Uh, yeah. I think... Check. All you folks in podcast land will enjoy it. Yeah, please, please. L- ladies and gentlemen, it's Travis Preston. And here we are with Travis Preston. Travis, what is going on? Oh, you know, just living the dream, baby. Aren't we all? Boy. <laughs> I love the enthusiasm right away. That's the kind of tie and mat energy that I love to hear. I'm so happy you're with us today. Uh, Travis, for the sake of us never doing research on anyone, what's what's your story? What are you about? Tell tell us what you're about. All right. Um, where to begin? Well, it all started in the womb. Um, wow. Of course. Good place Classic. for it to start. It is. Classic. The only place, I would say. Um, no, mm-hmm. but I'm a filmmaker. Documentaries are my speciality. 
and I'm from Atlanta. And uh, yeah, obviously, Ty, that's how you and I met when you moved up from Florida. We worked on a little indie feature together. Bit of a rest in peace. Yeah, bit of a. Bit of a t- <laughs> People will understand that later. I don't know what actually happened, but well, that'll be a thing we'll talk about yeah. later in this interview. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm looking forward to that part. Yeah, I'm sure one day it'll see the light of day. Um, yeah, one day. But yeah, so now I am uh, well, kind of forced into a new uh, period of my career, which is where I sit in my room and make YouTube videos. Oh. Fucking yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. It's basically the that's same the future. <laughs> that well, that was the future in 2007. Being a YouTuber. Oh yeah. Now you got to be a tick. Have you thought about getting on TikTok? Um, I have thought about it for about a quibby. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. This guy's in the know. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> no idea what that oh. is, I, but I think it's a 10 minute. I think it's a 10 minute video. A quibby, right? I think so, yeah. and I know I know you hold your phone in portrait, like portrait style. That's all I know about Quibi. And, and, and speaking of Quibi, and now that we're organically here, uh, vi- visit Quibi.com <laughs> backslash Ty and Matt. You'll get 10% off your first month's subscription after that full price. Uh, terms and conditions do apply. Yeah, um, they're, just, they're sponsoring everybody these days. It's just, I know. It's getting the word out. What? what would you take them as a sponsor? Because I remember, so back back when we were on Brief Candle, you you talked about this a little bit, where you were working on a doc that I I want to go into, Race to Tokyo, mm-hmm. uh, and the process of like trying to get sponsors mm. on that. Would you take? Would you if Quibi approached you and they're like, "Hey, we know you had this like ninety minute idea for like Race to Tokyo, but can you make it like ten? Would you do it?" Yes. <laughs> it, are they paying? Are they paying me money? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't actually understand how Quibi's uh, business model works, but I, I mean, assuming, I assume. Yeah. Sponsorship, I assume that means financial or other uh, value of some kind that they're giving me. And so, yeah, I mean, the movie's basically, I mean, the 10 minute movie is basically already made. So, you know, why not? How long was, how, how long was the uh, POC or I, proof of concept? Excuse me. Oh, Sorry. Well, get, someone's thrown around yeah, industry hey, terms. Look at hey, that. no big deal. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's about 15 minutes. Um, yeah. oh, you're gonna have to cut that down for Quibi. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> if, hey, if they approach me, then we'll we'll figure we'll cross that that bridge when it gets here. Unless you go to series, you you could you could go to series oh, true. and have a, a, a one and a half Quibbies. Wait, what? One and a half. Oh, it's a Quibi series. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, no, I like how we're, we're we're talking about this platform. None of we all admit we're not familiar with. Yeah. So we we've decided that a ten oh the ten minute God. increments are now quibbies. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. Well, there's one, six quibbies in an hour. That's just a quib. One's a quib. <laughs> multiples quibby. 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 Quit fibbing my quib, Ty. All right. All right. Can we, I, I want to. So, race to Tokyo was a thing that I, I worked on with you for a while, and I, personally, I still think it's a really awesome concept. But for the sake of people not being able to see the proof of concept or the full feature, uh, explain what is race to Tokyo. Okay, so basically, um, it is a 15-minute documentary at this point that um, follows an athlete named Jared Wallace. Uh, he's a he's a Paralympian, so he's a single leg amputee. And he's uh, training and, and preparing to compete in the 2020 Paralympic Games, which we can get to later. Uh, and he has this really cool relationship in Japan with this engineer named Ken Endo. And Ken is like, he, he's, um, 
he's from Japan, but he, you know, went to MIT, um, you know, studied under Hugh Herr, who's like the godfather of modern prosthetics. I mean, this guy like knows his stuff. And so together they sort of have come up with this idea that they want to take this design of the running blade that's been the design for the past, uh, since the 60s, I think. And they want to make it more accessible. They want to find new ways to innovate it, make it cheaper, make it um, you know more customizable, and um, hopefully, you know, in their words, just change the world through this new piece of technology. That's a lot. It's a lot, boy. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> no, that's that's incredible, though. That's <laughs> that's probably the best description out of like working on it for like what three months. <laughs> That's the best you've ever described Thank it you. right there. Thank you for <laughs> noticing. I mean, it's probably I've done it probably a thousand times. So. I know. I can I can tell. <laughs> so uh how how did you get the idea for Race to Tokyo? Like what spurred that? Um yeah, so I actually shot Jared's wedding. Jared's the athlete. Um and I, I met I think I met them through my girlfriend at the time. She introduced me to them, shot their wedding. Uh, you know, he and I hit it off. Uh came kind of friends and then I like reached out to him about six eight months later because I was I had some downtime and I was kind of looking for the next you know thing that I wanted to invest my time in and uh, I just thought about him and I called him and I was like so yeah tell me a little bit more about this world that you're in and eventually that sort of turned into Japan and sort of like the mobility revolution I guess that's kind of happening over there and in, in, in preparation for the games um, and so, yeah, we ended up just taking a trip over and, uh, kind of spent all my savings, maxed out the credit cards, classic stuff. Um, <laughs> and then, and so, yeah, and then that's, we shot it. That was in 2017. Wow. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Well, you went there, you went there twice, right? Yeah. We went there in 20, in March of 2017. No, scratch that. We went there in March of 2018. And then we went back in November of 2018 um, for the for the actual shooting. So we shot like all this footage for the proof of concept the first time we went over, and then uh, we wanted to use that to kind of package it, try to get some money to get the the feature film made. By the time we went back over there, no one had given us any money except some supporters and people had like chipped in to help and all that, which was really cool. But we decided, all right, well we're either going to let this thing die or we're going to finish it out, and so we decided to go get more footage and um and yeah so we're basically left now with a 15 minute piece um that does a pretty good job of standing on its own it doesn't have like an ending um because you don't know what's going to happen but i think we've sort of tied it up in a nice enough bow where it could be sort of self-contained has has COVID-19 bought you more time like if you did want to go ahead and i i I know it's kind of like a weird silver lining on everything, but do you feel like it bought you more time? I mean, it did. It Yeah, I mean, it, it did buy us more time in, in that, uh, you know, the, the Olympic Games are going to happen now for another year, maybe more. Who knows what will happen? Um, but realistically, I think it just it was kind of another sign that, you know, maybe we just we leave it as it is. I mean, we've spent a lot of money and time on it and it does do what it needs to do, which is to kind of get the word out about this effort that they're doing. And what's really cool is that they actually have made the blade now. Um, they figured out a way to cut costs by like 30%. 
we have some footage of them at uh, the University of Georgia where Jared went to school, like trying it out and running with it. So what I'm thinking about doing is just tacking that ending on um, as sort of like an after credits catch up and then submitting it to festivals this year and then kind of just moving on. I mean, that's, is that, that's the usual move for like indie filmmaking though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Once the debt piles high enough to where you physically cannot see a way out at that point, you submit it to film festivals. Yeah. That's, the- that's actually when you, that's when you finally become a filmmaker. Yes. It's uh, a yeah. debt to income ratio really needs to be like teetered in one way. Oh yeah. You cannot have good credit and be a, a filmmaker. You just can't do it. <laughs> so, so obviously it was like a humongous undertaking to go to Tokyo uh, and get all this stuff, and put the story together and, you know, it might not be a feature, but obviously there's got to be some, like, what's the biggest takeaway from Race to Tokyo? Like, what have you, what, have you grown? Have you changed? Oh, yeah. Has your view of filmmaking changed? Yes, to all of those things. And I would even say probably one of the biggest lessons I learned is just that, like, there's no easy way to do it. Like, it's gonna, t- especially with documentaries, and especially if you don't have um, a, you know, sponsor or studio backing, and you're just, like, starting from idea then it's going to take a long time and you just have to be willing to, um, to do that. You know, one of the things we tried to do was because Jared is a sponsored, you know, Paralympian, he's got huge sponsors, the biggest sponsors in the game. And so we thought that we could sort of align the story with them and maybe, you know, as part of, you know, their supporting of him, they could support the film and we could actually get it made. Only problem is we didn't really think about the fact that, you know, when contracts like that are negotiated, they're, you know, everybody is kind of pushing it to the line. What can, you know, what, what can we, what can the give or take be that, you know, maximizes the most value for everybody? And so when you come in later and you're like, okay, well, here's this other documentary thing that we want you to kind of think about. They're kind of, by the way, I'm here. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Hey. Uh, they're kind of just like, uh, it just doesn't work for them. It just doesn't make uh, sense in their, in their model. So, so yeah, I think the biggest logistical or financial thing that I learned maybe was there are grants out there, you know, and that's how documentaries are made. And people tried to tell us this over and over. And I was like, no, no, we've, we have a different (laughs) way to do it. Back off. We're going to reinvent the wheel. Yes. The documentary wheel. (laughs) Literally. I mean, we're going to create a formula. So we can do this over and over again. And, you know, there, there is a formula and it's called grants. And so you should, you should do that. <laughs> uh, is that. Would that be a recommendation for like aspiring, not only, you know, documentary filmmakers, but I guess filmmakers in general, right? Yeah. I mean, I think there, I mean, I know. There's you, a lot of grants. There are. And I know like Europe is, has a lot more than we do, I think. But, um, but yeah, I think for any type of, of film you know, indie filmmaker, I think there are probably some grant opportunities out there for sure. So what was, I, I mean, I'd imagine going to Tokyo, but I, I, I'm, I'm willing <laughs> for some surprises here. What was your favorite thing about doing Race to Tokyo? Uh, going to Tokyo. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. I mean, it really it was. The, it was really cool. Um, <clears throat> but no, I mean, I would say the people I met, like uh, meeting Ken, um, meet, getting to know Jared better, um, getting to see uh, what they were doing and just like learn about like, because part of the making a documentary is the fact that you have to sort of 
you know, these people know what they're doing in their own lives, but then you come in as sort of this third party and you see what they're doing and you almost get to put it into context to, uh, you know, kind of bring a new light to it. And so the most interesting thing was just that these were the two people that I was doing that for. And so getting to know them and seeing, you know, what they cared about and how their personalities worked with each other was probably the coolest part and all the noodles. I mean, there's just so many noodles in Japan. <laughs> Every other meals, noodles, but do it yeah. so well. I, you know, what blew my mind was, uh, when I saw a lot of the, the rough cuts and all that was seeing, uh, the, 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 like the fanaticism that like Jap the Japanese people have for like someone like Jared Wallace. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I, that was, it's, it's like the Beatles walking it. Like people legitimately freak out about Jared. Like he's a fucking yeah. Guy. I mean, like he's uh he's definitely way more popular there than he is here, and I don't know why. <laughs> I guess because like because the games are gonna be happening there in 2020, I guess. And like one of his biggest sponsors is Toyota, and so they're a Japanese company, and they're also head of the you know the, the global sponsor of the games. So I feel like that has something to do with it. I mean, but, the, you know, Sony's involved. They, they have major events in, like, the city streets where they shut down, like, all of Shibuya City, like, the biggest crosswalk, busiest crosswalk in the world, and set up this, uh, you know, this track for Paralympians, you know, the, the, from different countries to come and just stand there. And then they invite all the people around, and they just, uh, they have a race right there in the middle of the street. And it's stuff like that that gets people excited you know we don't do anything like that here really no not really we just do like a i don't know we kind of talk like, about it we made us we made a centennial park that was cool. in atlanta that was yeah, that wasn't for I the mean, paralympics you know, you know it's for the olympics and we had yeah it. well i mean okay you can't have it both ways travis <laughs> you know fucking pick a lane on this hey um, that's fun. <laughs> are you uh so are you gonna stick with documentaries is that like a niche that you've kind of like found a home in? Um, I think <clears throat> like right now, uh, just doing this new like series that I'm working on for YouTube, plugging it. Uh, hey, called Relief. It's called Relief. You guys check it out. Um, I think what's really cool is that, you know, for that documentary, um, for Race to Tokyo, I was telling sort of someone else's story through my perspective, whereas this is more like, some just things that I'm just genuinely really interested in that I get to like kind of investigate and call people about. And the medium that I happen to be able to use is, you know, filmmaking and, and, and it is more of a documentary. Um, but I, I do want to challenge myself in the future to do things that are maybe more conceptual, more like less literal, you know, less interviewee, like that would be a huge challenge for me that I would, you know, I'm going to want to try to do one day probably. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, okay. What, wait, hold on. You, you plugged a thing and then you didn't explain the thing. Yeah. Okay. What is, <laughs> what's relief? Okay. What is All this? Right. So relief is the show that I do in my house now that coronavirus is here. <laughs> uh, um, no, but it's basically, it's a six part series that is going to kind of, it's kind of exploring what modern communities look like. So like how we interact with each other, what, what role the community plays in like easing the suffering of the individual and, um, you know, sort of how relationships work. So, yeah. Um, so episode two just dropped and, uh, or will drop 
later today or tomorrow. And uh, yeah. Is it on a schedule? It is on a very loose schedule. Okay. okay there yeah. we go. Well, by the time our podcast drops, that means episode two will be yeah. up on YouTube. Now, is it on, uh, if, if you search relief, like, will it come up? Like, is Yeah. Okay. On, like on YouTube, well, you'll, so you'll have to put like, you could search relief and it might come up now that it's been up long enough, but like relief episode one or relief episode two, that kind of helps get you there. Okay. Um, yeah. And then w- once you find the channel, people listening, hit subscribe. And then you won't have to go through that again. It'll just be delivered directly. Please. To you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you weren't sure how YouTube. You smash that subscribe button. Fucking damn that subscribe. Yes. Punch it. Punch it. Yeah. 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 Um, so is it just because of COVID-19, like being quarantined, that's made you start this? Or was this a thing on the back burner? Like, was there like a nugget of this somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, Like, I, uh, I've i always thought about community a lot, well, at least since I was like, I don't know, probably 20 or something like that, just because I grew up in a like Christian household. And then I was like pretty quickly dissuaded from a, being a Christian. I just didn't, didn't jive with it really. And I found that like outside of church, it's really hard to find communities of people who just genuinely care about like the same things and like hold the same values and like want to see one another thrive. Um, And so I'm just trying to figure out why that is because, you know, the way that our political system is meant to work is that we get together around issues and things that we care about and we remind the country what our values are. Like the, the country doesn't necessarily, we're not supposed to just let politics run rampant. We're supposed to take an active approach. And so um, I think the lack of community has something to do with the apathy that people our age feel toward becoming engaged in politics. And I just want to know what what's up with that basically i mean you could always just go on twitter and argue that's like yeah a oh, safe go-to oh, yeah facebook <laughs> is my argument platform of choice it's good good battleground there <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's, yeah. that's family and friends that's like the most direct way yeah. to piss people oh yeah off. i like to go straight to the source the people who caused yeah, it yeah, you- you can argue with someone and then go check out pictures from their last vacation, yeah. pictures of their cats, their, yeah. what they've really eaten. humanize them. Yeah, yeah. You, that's right. If, if oh, you get really mad, twist you can, the knife. You can like unlike everything. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Then they know it's permanent. I'm kind of interested because they came with this new like care emoji. You guys saw that? What What is it? It's like it's like when you go on Facebook now, you can choose to like like, love, laugh, blah, blah. and now there's one that's care. And it's basically a, an emoji hugging like a little heart. Sweet. It's adorable. Oh, boy. Okay. It's adorable. Oh boy. So I'm just wondering, like, well, I'm wondering know, how nuanced they're going to get with these things. Well, that's a good question. I mean, it's better than the day, like, when you used to only be able to like things, it was always weird because it'd be like, my grandpa died or something like that. And then people are, like, liking it. And, like, you knew what they meant. Oh, yeah. But the yeah. it just was kind of weird. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. It could be a time where... Any human emotion could be represented Whoa. by yeah. some sort of. Emotion. You don't even and need your own. Deep here. No. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Finally, you don't need your own emotions. You just <laughs> you don't have I, to carry that baggage. Facebook's got it for you. Uh, you can only feel angry, sad, happy, or care. That's your. That's, I feel. That's care. the new range of human emotion. 
That's how, how you feel today? Mark Zuckerberg came up with it. <laughs> the future <laughs> is care. You need, oh, that could be the next documentary right there. So what about care? Now, Why do we? <laughs> or do we not? <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, for you, is there a a topic, a documentary topic that is like your white whale that you're like one day like that's the one that I want to I want to tackle? Is it care? It's care. It's care. Oh, okay. It's care oh, and it's wow. anger and it's sadness and it's liking things a little bit, but not too much. No, exactly. um, not too excited. No, I guess I really I do feel like one of the next things I'm going to go after is probably, and I'm going to touch on it a little bit in this series. Cause I do think like relationships are at the center of kind of everything. And so mm-hmm. along the path, one of the six episodes is going to be, I think about information integrity and trust. And so I think what I'll probably possibly possibly do after this is maybe take that topic and spin it off into something else. So just, what is the role that trust plays and, and this, the information integrity plays in the fabric of a society and a community? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I mean, you know, that and privacy are probably two of the most um, interesting, threatening um, topics that uh, that we're we're gonna have to deal with, like our generation is gonna have to deal yeah. with, and, and the people younger than us, uh, because it's obvious that the people talking about it in Congress and uh, in the White House have no idea how technology actually works. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, <laughs> privacy. I think is privacy and communication. I would say it's an interesting one, especially moving like technology has changed the game. Like you, I can't even picture if you would say that 20 years ago like that would almost sound too abstract now now you say it and i'm just like oh yeah, yeah. totally like i 100 see what you're talking yeah, about no, that's true like 20 years ago it was like communication what are you talking about privacy go lock your door yeah. what are you talking about yeah exactly that that would be the take it'd be like yeah just close your yeah. blinds like, yeah, it's <laughs> not that simple anymore i mean uh, drones are everywhere these days the damn well, drones and uh, what is it, NSA with like the uh, supercomputers that can like house everything, yeah. you know, they're, pro- they're probably listening to this, you know, they don't have to wait for us no. to release this episode, it's happening. Damn, you got that VIP I, pass. I love it. Yeah, no, <laughs> some hard-hitting content. <laughs> they get to find out that one quibby is a quib. Gary, <laughs> look that up. Are they right? Yeah. Yeah, is that a terrorist see, thing? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're on a watch list. We we accidentally hit on some like like code word. Blueberry pie. Qu- Quibby's too close to jihad. I don't like what's yeah. going on there. Yeah, there's a bunch of eyes in it. And a Q. I mean, who uses that? <laughs> what the hell's up with that? <laughs> would, would you ever take on a project that's not your own? Like, would you produce? Uh, like a documentary that isn't yours? It, uh, well, I, I guess it would come down to, there's three categories. Number one, do they pay me? Number two, do I find it important? And number three, I can't think of a third thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably so those two like... Oh, number three, can I do it? Like, am I actually capable of doing it? So it's like, 
two of the three, I guess, have to be there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what if, uh, you know, I were to tell you that uh, some podcasters happen to have some ideas for documentaries. That you Okay, know, I'm listening. What are they? Could potentially meet some of those. It's so like, uh, you know, essentially you just get to say if you'd produce it or pass okay. it. Okay. Oh, great. Know? I love this game that we just made up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now we'll, we'll get like a thing in post to like, I don't know, like we'll, jazz you know, it Yeah. We'll jazz it up. Like that? Yeah. Yeah. Please there, don't. There it is. Don't, don't add anything yet, please. Um, you're going to mess up the post <laughs> process. Um, so yeah, you just have to decide, you know, would I produce it or am I going to pass on it? Uh, Matt and I have a couple ideas. I'll, yeah. Matt, do you want to do the first one? Sure. Um, you know, we, we were talking earlier about reinventing the wheel. Um, no need to. No need to do it. Uh, one of the biggest documentaries of the last 20 years, Morgan Spurlock, Super Size mm. Me. I submit for your approval a film called Super Size You, where we focus on people who are trying to get as fat as they possibly can for whatever okay. reason fetish thing maybe they just don't want to you know go to work okay. anymore okay and uh and so you need and you're asking me if i would produce this yes yeah yeah would you produce uh, how much i mean is there a budget what are we talking uh i mean what that's mostly fast food for just like the food budget yeah, yeah i mean yeah dollar menu so a couple simple. times a day so simple yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, ba- in, in light of the facts, I'm gonna I'm gonna decline. I'm gonna have to decline that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oof. It's just something about Oof, I, it's. I have a the thing. I, I have sure a thing against was... McDonald's. I just don't. I don't trust them. Uh, you know what? You know what sucks? I bet part of that comes from Super Size Me. <sighs> so I got tanked by the very <laughs> thing that I tried to rip wow. off. That's deep. Uh, we went it's just the way the universe works sometimes. It's Damn tough. it, Sparrow. All right. I, I, I have totally. one here. Um, I, I think, you know, like I love documentaries that are very niche, uh, very specific. So I have one here about, uh, so it'd be a deep dive into like music teachers uh, that have like scammed children <laughs> for like thousands of dollars, maybe millions. Who knows? It depends on the scale and who we can get uh, to talk with us. Mm. Um, and, then, and then I think we could call it uh, playing a minor. Ooh. Okay. Right. Yes. Just just oh, just the title. The title's clever. Yes. I mean, I mean this is one of those decisions I'm going to regret and oh, oh, <laughs> it's happening now. I'm already regretting it. But I I heard a producer there. But I said yes. So, write it down. Keep it. Save it. I'm keeping That's that. A, I will uh I'll get like a little, you know, thing to you like an EPK, you know the budget that'd be fantastic yeah do you have do you have your first school location that we're i mean did this have not not even a little bit i you know what it's just it's a title what is the nature of these scams i mean are we talking like broken instruments are we talking like giving them music that like plays the brown note and so everyone in the audience just shits their pants the second they start going i mean what kind of scam are we talking you know that's the beauty of it that's what you need to invest that's the beauty we find out what the scam is like maybe there's a kid out there that can only sing flat, you know. Teacher didn't teach him how to, you know, hit anything right. Just because she, that's a scam. She didn't like him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be he so had the voice funny. of an angel, like deep down within, but she just didn't yeah. like his, like his vibe. Yeah. Picture Adele, but only flat. That's you know, that you'd lose a lot of money on that deal. Yeah. If if, if Adele yeah, I mean, was you, flat, you th- yeah, I think her yeah. her career probably would not have been what it was. 
<laughs> you would think that the band would just tune down a half step. Yeah, that's how music works. All right, Matt, Matt, <laughs> p- pitch a second one. All I'm right, feeling good about this one. one. Yeah, that one kicked ass. I'm your opponent, and even I kicked it. That was a good one. Uh, so I, I, I like documentaries. We were talking about communities. I like, um, like one of my favorites of all time, King of Kong, which explored people that were into retro arcade games and things like that. So I like this sort of fringe, uh, you know, kind of eccentric community focused documentaries. So I'm thinking rodeo clowns. Mm. We, we do a deep dive on what it's like to be a rodeo clown, their home life, what it's like in and out of the mm. ring. Uh, and I've got a couple names. I mean, we, I'm open to suggestions, but these are the ones I had. No Bull, uh, Clowning Around, Ooh. and then I, I think this this is the one. This is like the Oscar bait title, Not My First Rodeo. Ooh, okay. That is good. That's a good one. Thank you. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm intrigued, okay? Um, I might even throw a, a name into the ring. No pun okay. intended. Hey, into the ring could work. All but also down. deep dive because they di- don't they dive into barrels you know what they do I'm pretty sure they do so, so are you producing it or are you passing it what's going on here <clears throat> i'm open to further discussions okay oh. i'll take it it's like being waitlisted to exactly. a college i'll take it i'll put like a half ding okay. in there or something yeah. that's fine actually i'm, I'm gonna say that to both of you I'm, I'm not ready to pull the trigger on either of them no we're not taking okay. my you know we're not taking my ding back but i'm hey, not going back co- Together, that's a full that ding. Is. That is a full ding. That's yeah. a full ding for both of us. Thanks, Ty, for, what do you have? thanks for giving us a ding. What's your um, second one? So uh, this is another one, like a really niche thing. Um, I mean, all of these are going to be pretty niche. but So the idea is to kind of dig into the underbelly of the white supremacist art scene in America. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Does that exist? Yeah, exactly. I, I was it, wondering that too. <laughs> it, you know what? It could. We can start looking into okay. it now, and then we can call it. Painting without color. Ooh, I like that. That is a. You got me. If that's a thing that exists, me. that's a brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Netflix, what? get Netflix on the yeah. phone. <laughs> the power's wow. going to my head now. That I'm. Right. I I am. Uh, I am. I, I imagine it being a lot of juggalos. It could be. I'm not against Basically. that. Yeah, there, there's got to be. Some... Not saying no to anything mm. yet. Juggalo. Rhymes with no, and that hat. Oh no! Oh. That doesn't. Wow, that took a okay. turn. That was cold. All right, you know what, Matt? Fucking, you do yours. I guess. I got my last one. All right, so um, you know, not everything has to be exciting, like uh, rodeo clown. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why I, I'm pitching a twelve-part series about one of the world's most versatile metals. It's called aluminum. For the uh, UK, we'll call it aluminium, but it would be like a Ken Burns style. A lot of this. The first time I encountered aluminum was in Art 4. I was was stunned by how light it was and just how versatile and how it is for everything. And I'm also thinking while that voiceover comes, that's an old recording, we just kind of slowly zoom in on like a a piece of aluminum. (laughs) And each part is two hours, so it's actually like a 24-hour document. Oh, Oh, so you so you're saying the whole documentary will be a slow dolly in to a sheet of metal with a voiceover. I I think I think we would have I mean, that would be most of it, but we would have different different sheets of metal 
maybe some like aluminum baseball bats. If just you know th- that that's sort of the idea. Is like aluminum is just so versatile. We need to highlight the different ways it's used. Cans. Okay. Perhaps. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say yes. Here's why. Okay. It's wow, it's okay. lightweight. It's durable. It's valuable. And it sounds really cheap to make. Uh, the the movie sounds really cheap to make. So I'm in. Yeah. Don't sleep on aluminum. Don't do it. It's literally uncomfortable. Uh, you will not want to sleep on. Exactly. Yeah. In every sense of that phrase, don't sleep on aluminum. Correct. Ty, can you beat a twelve-hour, uh, a twelve-part, twenty-four-hour documentary about aluminum? Yes. Yes. Because you know what? I'm gonna go drama. Forget history. No one cares about history. They want something dramatic in a documentary. Okay. Uh, that's what, you know, Tiger King, you had Carol Baskin, you had someone you hated, you had someone you loved. It was, you know, it was the ups and flows of drama. I loved it. So I think, I think we take a darker turn here. We dig in to the underbelly of the bartending world, you know, and we, we explore, you know, the, the domestic abuse crisis in the bartending community, right? And then we call it shaken, not stirred. Ooh, that's good. Huh? That's good. And um, it's got a name. It's got that's a strong premise. It's got a name, and I am a fan of drama. Really pulls at the heartstrings. You know, you got tears. You got tears. You got black Shaken, eyes. Shaken, not stirred. But does that imply that the audience is not stirred by the story? What if it was shaken and stirred? It could shaken be that and stirred. I could work with shaken and stirred. I guess, yeah, you know, I was approaching at it like, you know, they just don't leave the, the relationship. But it could be, I like that because in the audience, They're you stirred. know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Gonna say, I'm, I'm flailing here. Yes. Say yes. Yes. Oh, man. Okay. I don't know what that adds up to. We'll figure that out in post. We'll just keep adding ask, things. What, Can what, I get, what is it with you and underbellies? I'm pretty sure every one of these concepts is like, we'll, we'll discover the underbelly. <laughs> oh, it is. I, I think Ty did say that. I never did I say? One. Did I say? Oh, I did say underbelly. Uh, I guess you know. I like the 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 ones where it's like you know it's like you think the doc's gonna be happy at first where it's like yeah and it's like the family pictures and like everything was good until it wasn't and then they do the close up of the kid's face where it's like ooh that that that, that face could be taken either yeah. way you know that is Morrison, a serial kill. That's the Keith Morrison Dateline crutch. Exactly. Yeah. No, okay. Careful with crutch. Let's not throw. Oh, I'm sorry. Around. I'm sorry. Crutches aren't bad. They help people. All right. We're, uh, Running low on time here, and I want to make sure we get all the uh, the proper plugs. Okay. So, uh, Travis, obviously, we 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 touched on uh, relief. You can find that on YouTube. Is there anything else you want to plug? Any social handles or anything? Uh, you can follow me at Travis Prest on uh, like a button. You know, not like a. It's just Travis Prest on. It's all one word. Very hard to describe mm-hmm. Instagram handles. I've, I'm now noticing. Um, if you want to follow me there, you can, but really, yeah, I just want people to watch relief and tell me if it's good or bad. <laughs> right. You heard it. Just comment. Yeah. Put a good, put a bad. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Put, actually, no, better yet, put a producer to pass Ooh, yes. Oh, I'll know. Let me know that's you how listen. I'll know you listened. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's how you know you got, they got to the end of the, the whole interview. Yeah. Is that all we got? It's just an Instagram thing. You're I, mean, not like, I mean, relief is it, man. You know, I mean, what? relief and travis pressed on i feel kind of cheated what else should i plug what else should i plug where can they see race to tokyo how about that are you serious we talked about a thing people okay fine okay they could watch it uh they could go to vimeo.com forward slash electric puzzle and they will find race to tokyo with the english subtitles 
thing is I am not, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not putting it out there a lot. So, um, you know, they can watch it. They can watch it. Yeah. All right. You, you got go. it guys. Race follow to- those directions. You can see it. <laughs> follow, follow it out. Figure out the spelling of electric puzzle. You can watch race to Tokyo. Check out relief. Thank you, Travis, for being with us. Thank today. you guys. And that was Travis Preston. How about that? Yeah, how about that? Sounds like I didn't even listen to it when I like described. Like, how about that? Like, how about it? Does sound like we recorded? <laughs> Believe it or not, folks, this outro was recorded after the interview. It after. sounds like maybe it wasn't. Like, this was just a stock thing we put in. But believe it or not, no. If you can believe it, no. the intro and outro, we're recording it together, and I'm sitting here relaxed and drinking a martini better than you right now. Yeah, totally. There he's taking a sip yep. of the martini. Yep. How was it? It was, you know, I'm not a big martini drinker. Uh, I I broke. You know, tonight, and I'm I'm remembering why I don't drink a lot of martinis. Because it's not good. You know, I'm white trash, Matthew. I grew up in South okay. Florida, and I'm All not right. gonna hide it here. And it's like I feel like a martini might be too rich for my blood. Really? Yeah, it's very boozy tasting. I need something like, like you know, I love PBR a lot. Okay. I don't All know right. why it tastes sweet. I think that's why I like it a lot. Is that right? Yeah, I like some of those. Uh... Like PBR is like the the hipster favorite beer, but it has like that reputation. Like it was big a long time ago, and now it kind of came back. I I, I kind of like those. I'll yeah. admit, like for a while, dude, I was trying to get on the craft train. You know, I just couldn't keep up with it. Like I was on. People, oh, dude, I was heavy on the craft beer train. I you, was you know what I don't? Deep. I don't like about the craft beer train is that when you ask people what kind of beer they like, they'll just say craft. I like craft beer. Yeah, I like craft beer. You like any craft, dude? I've had some horrible craft beers. Mm-hmm. Like all I had that one means- with salt water in it. What the fuck? Yeah, it was like, yeah, we put salt because there was like a like a smaller Florida brewery, and they're like, yeah, we want it to taste like Florida. And I'm like, no one wants to drink fucking salt water. Oh, dude, that's the thing. Like, like I've had great craft beers, and so like, there's a good uh, number of breweries for for. Uh, uh, an area the size of where I live. There's quite a few, and they're they're good too. But dude, there are some, and especially the, the scourge of uh, like I like some IPAs, but that's another one where people just go, oh, I like it. The hoppier, the better. It's like no, nah, dude, they're just covering bad beer half the time. Yeah, when it's super hoppy like that, like a little, you know, I, I like to taste different things. I like, I like things layer cigar city and tampa was really good i always enjoyed them and then here in georgia i'm a really big fan of uh there's tropicalia by mm-hmm. creature comforts and then there's like this brewery over marietta called uh red hair brewing and they make like uh like almost german style radler beers which it's like uh half beer half grapefruit juice mm-hmm. and i fucking love that stuff really yeah oh. it's like in the shandy family yeah, it's kind of like it might be a shandy. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not that much of a nerd. So, if someone listening oh, is that much of a nerd, please, yeah. you know, tweet tweet at the show. Yeah, yeah. Every now and then, like, I, we're recording this just after Cinco de Mayo. Just after. And uh, as a child, for me, the beginning of summer was Memorial Day. Now, as an adult, 
the unofficial start to summer for me, Cinco de Mayo, because that's usually the first time I buy some Mexican beers, dude. I that is one of my favorite. I saw your post uh, on Instagram. You were like oh, loaded up. You had a bottle dude. of tequila, got some tequila, got some Modelo's, dude. It's it's that crisp like Mexican lager. Your Coronas, your Souls, your Modelo's, Pacifico, Tecate, Dos Equis, all of them are great. Like just sitting outside by the pool on the beach, toss a lime in there. Ty, is there anything better? Have you ever have you done like a loaded Modelo or? Uh, Usually it's like a load of Corona, but it can be any Spanish beer. You put some tequila on the top. Tequila in it? No, I take well, that shot of tequila right out of the beer. One time at Disney World, I had a a beer with it. I forget what it was, but it had a tequila floater. Okay, what, wait, yeah. is it? Wait, is it in the beer? They just put like a splat. No, like are you talking where like they they put drop it like, like in the shot? neck of the beer? So essentially, what how I mean how I do it at home is I'll take a big old gulp. And then I load up some tequila right through the neck of the beer and then drop a lime in there. And then you got nice. like, you got essentially like a hand grenade of a beer. That does sound quite tasty. I will say, I did, Dos Equis used to make one. Now we're probably getting too into the minutiae of, of <laughs> beers. <laughs> but uh, they used to make one called, uh, Dos, they might still make it. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's called Dos Equis Azul. Oh, yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah, it was made with uh, agave. Agave. Which, of course, for all you, uh, Spirit aficionados, you'll know that that's what uh, tequila is made from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used to like it. I was a fan of that one. I, you know, I, I love, I love this episode. The fucking trajectory we're taking. What we started off, we planned out time at uh, the long-term goals of time at. Yep. Um, and then uh, before we go public with the company, um, and yep. then we moved on to conspiracy theories with pandemic. Yep. Uh, which which. This, Segwayed nicely into the guest. It did because it documentary yeah. to documentary, and then you know we had some fun with Travis, and now we are just fucking sitting here getting lost in the weeds with beer. Couple dudes just Couple chatting dudes. about brews, talking about conspiracies, talking about bros, dude. Welcome dude. to the Time Matt Show. <laughs> I wish I had a, like an air horn. That's when I would have played that. Like, welcome to the Time Matt Show. <laughs> Like yeah. that's that's what I wanted to do, but I didn't have the the means. I know I, w- I don't have it either. I don't yeah, have any. Have to fix that. I know I need to get. I have this. That's good. That's noisy. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It'll I work. just It'll I work. just love the trajectory we've taken though. It's been this has been probably one of my my favorite shows of like the wide ranging topics of yeah digging into conspiracies and then digging into craft beer. Yeah, dude. Seriously. No, I, you know we're gonna get so much hate on what I said about pandemic. Like I can feel it. Oh yeah, like this would be the live take of people listening. See, they'll be upset. They'll be upset, but then they start hearing us talking about beers, and we'll turn it right around. They'll be like these guys. Yeah, yeah. Then they'll be like, (laughs) "That's right." They'll be like these guys. Great taste and brews. Which I guess this is a great time to let everyone know that uh, Ty and Matt's show, uh, we did just get a new sponsor, sponsored by Monsanto, uh, generously donated to the show, a uh, large sum of money. So, you know, look into that if you want. Or not. <laughs> or not. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> and then next week, we have our guest, Judy. Oh, that'd be great. Wouldn't that be? Actually, I'm, I, we should reach out to her. Because, yeah, I mean, if I mean, I'm going to sit here and talk all this shit, I mean, fuck, bring her on. Yeah, come on. 
Like, give her the opportunity to rebut. Hold on. Let's see. Does she have any? I'm going to look it up now. This is a. Uh... This is the part of the podcast where we Google things. And... Yeah. No, this is. Well, it's the best part about podcasting is the fact that you get to listen to people. I mean, come on, dude. Fucking the people listening to this are probably the same people that do like the YouTube videos where they watch like couples. That's fair. Go through their day on YouTube. You remember those when they were so hot? Yeah. Hey, me and my girlfriend are going to Target today, and then they get into like wacky adventures and get kicked out of Target. Oh my god, that and eight-year-olds that make millions of dollars opening like packages. Okay, that I will. I will no. I will never fucking. That is called entrepreneurship, and I respect the craft, the grind. I can't find. Wait, is there not like a website for? Can someone reach out to Judy Mikovits yeah. and also give me the pronunciation, the pronunciation yeah. of her last on, name? On, on behalf of the matchup, we'll give you the tie matchup. We'll give you a credit in the next episode as our guest booker if you make contact. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. We'll send you like a coffee mug with Ty and Matt on it or something. Uh, let's not commit the coffee mugs. Oh, boy. Why? What's wrong with coffee uh, mugs? Oh, they're just they're, they're hard. They take up space. Let's start out easy with like uh, an e-greeting. <laughs> we'll, like an evite. We'll record a voicemail for you. How about that? Yes, if you still have. <laughs> we'll sing happy birthday. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll start out like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, they're not here at the moment, so leave a message after the beep. And then they'll just be cracking up so hard they probably won't be able to leave a message. But <laughs> I Look, I mean, I don't think it'd be impossible to get her on because we, look, no. we got a fucking presidential candidate on. That we did. That we did, yeah. I don't. I don't. I it's don't. A presidential uh, podcast. Yeah, seriously, I would lead with that. Like, maybe you've heard of us. We've had presidential candidates. Phil Collins. Know. Maybe you've heard of Phil Collins. Yeah. Hey. Maybe. This has been fun. I've enjoyed this. It has. This was. You know, I, I don't like to pat myself on the back. I know I did it, do it earlier in the episode, uh, but I am going to do it again. Take the opportunity. Uh, it was a good yourself. one. We did a good one. Yeah. Uh, Ty. Ty. Uh, let the kind folks know where they can find you oh, on the boy. internet not oh person. boy oh boy uh if you want to send me any kind of hate messages or tell me i'm a fucking idiot for my take on pandemic mm-hmm. or give me some evidence i will we'll keep talking i don't care we'll talk about yeah. it i'm all about conspiracies uh you can find me at twitter at ty colgate or instagram at ty.colgate or tiktok at ty colgate <laughs> or gmail at ty colgate or whatever the fuck you want to send yeah I mean, send me a letter. I mean, if you want my address, we'll talk about it. We'll discuss it over direct messages. Go I won't say it over this. Well, All right. No, probably. Probably for idea. the best. Yeah. You can find me on the tweets and the Instagram and TikTok for that matter. Uh, at Matt underscore Regal. What do you say, Ty? Should we take it on home? You didn't. Hold on. You didn't do. Oh, did you do the underscore? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, that's why I, I stopped. Did I do the underscore. I know, I'm sorry. I, I, what am I doing fact-checking you? You know what you're yeah, doing. I, I know my, you're, I know my Instagram. You're guy. Oh, thanks, Ty. You're the that was best. great talking to you. Oh, it's been fun hosting this with you. Yeah. Until hey, next be time. Sure, hey, make sure you're wearing your mask. Okay, I'm wearing it. Do you have your gloves? Yeah, okay. You got your gloves? I, I am. Okay. Yeah, and be sure you're social distancing, too. I'm done. I'm done. Look, I don't want to be right, by buddy. anyone. I don't want to no, be by anyone. Either. No. All right, buddy. See you later. See you, bud.